Hey everyone, and welcome back into the Bones Booth. We are going over season seven, episode eight, The Bump in the Road, original air date, April 9th, 2012. We are coming at you every week, going over an episode of Bones, helping you guys do that. Hi, I'm Maggie, your big time Bones fan. I'm Taryn, your other longtime Bones fan. I'm Andrew, and I just got a letter, and it says that Georgetown University has agreed to buy our podcast. <laughs> and but but if 51% of the three of us uh, decide that we want to purchase it, we have right of first refusal. So, um, uh, let you know what what do we want to do? What do we want to do? I I keep I'll it? be yeah. I think we'll keep it. I'll we'll try. Right, it. We'll keep yeah. it. Yeah. All right. We'll keep it. <laughs> I can't believe I don't want to move again. I just did it i'm everybody like it's gonna be it's not even gonna happen for like a year or two yeah that's what i'm hoping manifest that i get to stay in my apartment everybody yay (laughs) who uh who wrote this oh yeah um all right so i looked it up ahead of time this time and keith Vogelsong wrote it i think he also wrote something recently hold on um, yeah, he, I feel like he's part of that whole string of like people who are executive producers or like story editors and stuff. He's a story editor yeah. on like a million episodes. Um, so we're in season seven. Last season, he wrote the Pinocchio and the Planter, mm. and this season, um, he wrote he wrote this episode, and then next episode next season. He rates the method and the madness and the button, the joke and the fact and the fiction. He rates like several um, next season. Now, those are his written by credits, but he's a staff writer on a ton. Yeah. And this episode was directed by Dwight Little. And this season he previously directed the hot dog in the competition, which <laughs> Keith Vogelsong had like a written by credit on, but all the other ones or like a writer like credit so it was like yeah. unclear like was he the writer um the main so writer potentially another um duo, duo from this season and then he will also write the family in the feud or also direct the family in the feud later this season nice yeah i love our little like pairings <laughs> that yeah. they have of like writer director it's fun our little dynamic duos yeah yeah, so this this episode starts actually with like family time where we're looking at little baby Christine who we met last episode. And Booth is like thinking she winked at him and is very excited. And she's and Bones isn't convinced at first. She's like, she's six week old weeks old. She can't decide that. But then when she thinks Christine winked at her, she's like, oh, she winked at me. And they're both just like, She's a genius. Hooray. <laughs> very like i will say the drama of like the first day back to work first day of daycare um must be like very weighing (laughs) i can't imagine that first day of being like here's my kid bye very understated she's very chill about the whole thing yeah she's she's trying to keep it close to that six weeks is like the earliest usually that most places will start accepting uh kids so yeah it's very early it's very early yeah yeah, I mean, like we were saying, we're surprised. I'm surprised she took any time off. Um, but six weeks is good. Like, I'm glad she took at least that. <laughs> That's like the minimum time for like her body to heal. Right. And like, mm-hmm. sadly, all the time that too many um, birthers in this in the U.S. get. 
um, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess it, it tracks. I mean, what she says at the end of the episode tracks. What she yeah. does is important. Her job is important to her. More power to her. Yeah. So, but they're they're all feeling a certain type of way. Um, and we explore more of that as we go through the episode. Then we focus back on like why it's called the bump in the road portion because we watch a family on their way to go camping. The dad is pumped, but the mom and daughter are a little less enthused. Um, they want to like go to a hotel, and he's like, "I got my guitar," and the dad and the daughter's like, "Oh God, no!" It's very Bob's Burgers like yes. vibes when they decide and, and he's just it's just the dad being like hey i just want to try to do like one nice thing for us can you guys please and everybody's like no we're city people gross we get out of here <laughs> yeah what's the one where they they go is it like they go to a cabin and then they the kids sneak a tv and they watch it in the closet and then there's like bugs and they want to go on the lake but then the lake is like radioactive or something like that but Lynn, I think Linda's the determined one in that one where she's like, we're having family time. And then they go out. She wanted to like jump off. It's like a platform in the water. But then she rose out there and can't get back. <laughs> Maybe. Nope. I can't remember. I'm thinking of the one that's called A River Runs Through Bob, I think. Yeah. And they try and go camping. They end up nude uh, in the forest. They end up like washing, getting washed away and they're sick because it's called they a warm spring undercooked fish because bob forgot to pack food <laughs> and the yeah. kids um like start hanging like, out this couple that like have an rv right yeah and, crazy. Yeah. and they have actual yeah. food so like louise is over there because she wants like cake or cookies or something that yeah, they yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then tina's uh, you know like trying to like prove her thunder thunder girl work. yeah thunder girl patch yeah yeah i just recently watched the one where uh mr fishoder hires bob to be the cook at like some random no 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 at like um like his private island which is actually like not far and they get stuck and it's almost like a um it's like a recent one they have like it's almost like um the most dangerous game at some point (laughs) But then it rains and there's a storm and it's horrible. <laughs> I love that show so much. Oh, it's so good. It's it's such a good background show to just have on all the time. Patrick's only flaw is that he doesn't like totally get it. <sighs> he can't be good at everything. Everyone has be, to have. He can't a flaw. be perfect. <laughs> I I mean I still have like I lose steam in that series after like season like six. Like the first couple seasons are like gold, but like yeah. I, I kind of lose steam and I can't. I, I haven't some, been able to go further than that really. There's some gems in those later seasons. They really you. are. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, these people are just like, no, we don't want to go and do this. But then they hit a bump in the road. Their gear goes flying, and you can see like quickly when they pan that there's people bits. But then you can see it way worse when they're trying to pick up their own stuff. And the daughter's like, ew. He's like, oh, it's just a possum. But then there's like shoes and feet um, and like a torso and the daughter and the wife scream. And it's very scream worthy. Then we have Finn back. (laughs) I thought we would never be seeing this man again. I... I didn't realize this, but I looked him. Up, I looked him up. He's a dude from Man in the High Castle. Oh, what he's is like he? The main character. High? He's like the well, 
there's like two main characters in that one, but like he's Joe. He's like the main person. Uh, uh, I watched that show. I don't remember him. I mean, that's my own idiocy. He's the he's like the main guy who's like undercover for the. What? Oh my god, he totally is. That's yeah. not that I didn't believe you, but whoa. <laughs> and then he's oh. also, he's also um Travis from Pretty Little Liars, which is a separate <laughs> thing, but. We've been seeing Pretty Little Liars people show up in every TV show we're watching. Ooh. It's constantly. Oh, my God. I I watched, I think, the first season of Man in the High Castle. And yeah, I then... watched the first season. And I thought it was pretty good, and then I never watched it again. Yeah, then I never watched it again. I feel like it was one of those things, again, was that a Prime show? Have we? I mean, Yeah, it was, it was a Prime show. We've beaten this horse to death about how Prime doesn't know how to um, yeah. market their yeah. own shows. So I feel like that was one of those things where it was like... I had no idea it was back on. <laughs> yeah, wow, Luke. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Kleintak, something like that. Man in the High Castle. All right. Kleintank. Kleintank. Um, I recently just saw a Bones actor in Maestro, but we haven't met them yet. But I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> But we haven't met said person yet, so um, it means nothing to you, Andrew. But I watched it, and I was like, oh, because this person has, like, a pretty distinct voice. And I was like, huh? Because <laughs> I could hear them talking. And then it was them. And I was like, dang, cool. Which reminds me, I'm missing Akil and his, like, Oscar Dom hot takes. Oh. I have to get him yeah. to jump on to at least share those for, like, 10 minutes at some yeah. point. <laughs> we need, yeah, we need the award show hot takes. Because, like, Margot and Greta were robbed. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Here's the thing. Did I think either of those two women were going to win the category? No. No. But it is a little crazy that they were not nominated. Especially the the fact that Ryan Gosling was. Yeah. And America Ferreira, who, again, both no disservice to either of their performances. Wild, though. (laughs) Wild. (laughs) But here's 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 my quick hot take. The only person I'm literally rooting for is Lily Gladstone. I could yeah. care less about any of the other awards. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> as much as I loved and was rooting for Michelle Yo last year is how much I'm rooting for Lily Gladstone this I year. I agree. And that's I, I'm excited to see who else wins, but that's really the only one I like care about is I hope she for wins. Sure. Sorry, Emma Stone. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, Finn is back. Love that they still have him in his Jeffersonian uh hat that Cam gave him last time. I was like, yes. <laughs> and he's still very much heavy in the Southernisms dialogue, and a lot of them just go right by me, which I think is like sort of their purpose because they're confusing to the Jeffersonian team. And so I think it's supposed to like not be that known to us either but cam is just like okay like what are we doing because they're in the diner then a girl comes in and is like hey i thought you couldn't like hang out and he's like oh no i have to work see and like uses cam to be like see i have to work and they have one of the cringiest hugs i've ever seen in television history (laughs) Uh, it was so bad but then cam is like she seems pretty and nice like what do you mean he's like oh i've got papers and i gotta do all this she seems out of your league (laughs) what's what's, what's, what's the fuck's the deal there yeah what are you doing but then how quickly these league how quickly and and then like and yet you're you're like being like no i 
I don't need this. What are you you just cleaning up? Like Yeah. He was just like, no, I'm gonna well well he I will say he blamed it or not blamed it, but said kind of his excuse was that he had to do like not even just work, like he used work as, as an excuse to the girl, but he was like, Oh, you know, we're working and I have like papers and stuff to write or whatever. Um, so he's like studious, which is good, but clearly if it's the right girl he'll throw that all out the window as we learn later in the episode (laughs) he actually yeah maybe he invited her to a bluegrass show and she said no yeah and she didn't like it so he was like never mind um then we go to the crime scene where they're literally using spatulas to scrape the body parts from the road and i feel like we mentioned this, and I think somebody on Patreon or Twitter mentioned this, where they're like, Seven's, seven's like, pretty gruesome. <laughs> like, it feels like we've seen, and, and this episode, there's multiple, like, ugh, parts. <laughs> this being one of them. It's a pretty lighthearted episode, too. Yeah, but, like, literally, like, scraping with spatulas on the ground. The head yeah. is really gross. We're just going to see uh, it a couple times. Yeah. And the snot part. It's so gross. <laughs> But while they're scraping bones, gives a laundry list of details to Cam about how both she and Booth are using their positions to give like Christina leg up. I was like, she's the ultimate bones nepo baby. Like, <laughs> she's talking about like they got college transcripts from of the daycare provider that Booth got from the FBI, and then she was like, "Oh, I told the daycare director that I have a higher position than her, so so like I could get her fired if I needed to." And to send a photo of Christine every half hour. Wild. Wild behavior bones. Yeah, HR. Yeah. Every half hour is crazy. <laughs> every, ha- every half hour is crazy. I mean, when they're that little, I-, I feel like, don't worry about the picture thing. Like, actually fill out the log. Like, yeah. the log of activity. Like, that's what I need to know. Yeah. Did you feed her? Is she sleeping? When yeah. was the last time she pooped many, or peed? Yeah, how many times did she poop today? What when were the naps? I need to know when the naps were exactly. Yeah. In a minute. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna pick them up and then I need to know how what the soon rest I need to put them to bed. Mm-hmm. But like also at six weeks old, they sleep like 98% of the time. So like yeah, yeah here's another photo of her sleeping alone <laughs> in her bassinet. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Photo every 30 minutes. You realize they're only up for about 30 minutes at a time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every 30 minutes. The other part of this I love is Cam just isn't faced. She's like, oh, okay. Like, just, okay. These, she knows these people are crazy, not phased yeah. at all. Then they're looking at the body and she says, it doesn't look like, look like it's a hit and run because the head looks to have been removed from the body before the cars smushed it into the road. And then um, shows like the picture that the daycare director sent her. But then she takes a photo of the like, like headless chest part to send to Finn, but then accidentally sends it back to the daycare director. And it's just like, oh yikes. Like because the Jeff like obviously, yes, they are the medical legal lab and they are the crime fighting part of the Jeffersonian. But the other kids in that daycare are just like museum workers, like just people who are looking at artifacts and stuff, not like gruesome body parts. <laughs> not great. Not great, especially on your first day. Not great. Then we have the theme song. Then on the forensics platform, Hodgins and Finn are doing their initial examinations of the body. 
Finn thinks that she was dragged quite a ways down the road, but everyone gets curious as to why Hodgins is sniffing the remains. Um, Bones has done this before, but now we have Hodgins doing it. He says it's diesel fuel and tells her to smell it. And she does, which I think is so funny. She like leans in because <laughs> she trusts Hodgins to be like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll smell it. She thinks it's from whatever dragged their victim, of course, because they're standing to the bones. And somehow, twice in this episode, Finn just knows something by looking at it. This is the first one where he's like, oh, I know this grease. It's from an 18-wheeler. So bananas. Like, magical evidence, sure, sure, sure. But, like, magical nose that can smell the difference between different oils? Stop. Different oil, different weights of the same oil. Like, come on. Bananas. Like, yeah, this is definitely from, like, a long-haul <laughs> trucker. It's an 18-wheeler. It's like, sure, sure. <laughs> you just know that. Cool, cool, cool. Then we go to the FBI, and we have uh, Tina Majorino back. We have our Agent Shaw, which I love because I'm pretty sure her hair has been different in every single episode. Love it. <laughs> I love this character because you can tell... It's just like a nice like person to have around and there's no like weird thing. Oh, oh, I'll ruin this for you, Andrew. There's no like weird thing with her and Booth. Like that's not even a Oh, I'm not I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I'm not but, worried. Like even in the future, there's like not a like oh. thing about that. So it's just nice. She's just like, yeah, I'm here to work. <laughs> But in this scene, Booth is in a mega hurry to get to the store, but she's like, hi, I have like case breaking information for you. So like, can I show you <laughs> real quick as you keep turning around? She tells him how they can figure out which truck was dragging the victim because there was a way station. So they'll be able to tell the discrepancy in the weight. He keeps trying to leave while giving her instructions on what to do next, but she's way, way ahead of him and tells him like, nope, I know which one it is. And yep, I know where the truck is. And I also know where the driver is right now, the exact location. And he's like, dang. And so he, she gives him like a little piece of paper with that information on it. And she's like, anything else I can do for you? And he's like, just remember me when you take over the bureau, I guess. <laughs> like, thanks. Thank you. I truly forgot that this woman is like a recurring character. Yeah, this is the third time I think yeah. we've had her. But she shows up for the first time in the Brodsky episode, right? Mm-hmm. And definitely rewatching that, I was like, okay, one and done. It's so weird they introduce this character and she's just gone. And so <laughs> the second time, I was like, oh, it's this lady. She's back again. And then when I was rewatching this one, I was like, oh, I guess she's a recurring character. <laughs> Tina Mandarino is in. Three episodes of Bones. <laughs> womp womp. Uh, which uh, she, this is her last appearance. Oh. And this that's is... why I always forget she's a recurring character. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sad because like she's such a good, I love her character. I wonder, you know, I always wonder yeah. why they, yeah, what happened? Yeah, what happened? And we, and we get to learn a little bit more about her this episode. We do, which you're just like, wow, they really gave her a backstory, and then we don't never see her again. <laughs> it is nice for Booth to have like one other FBI agent that he works with besides Sweets. Yeah, like an actual yeah. agent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think it's like you know a good good role to fill for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, she has it all figured out. But first we go to Angela's office where Hodgins is carefully extracting pieces of paper that were hidden in the victim's bra. Great place to hold things, by the way. (laughs) It's one of the few places that like if we don't want to have because we're not allowed pockets as women. So that's the only place we can put things. Um, Angela uses her fancy scanner to tell what the papers are. I die at her teasing the ever-loving fuck out of Hodgins for thinking it's some sort of, like, conspiracy theory. And they're just coupons. Because he's like, like, oh, man, it's like 10 cents off of tapioca. And she goes, oh, my God, terrorists are trying to corner the market on tapioca pudding and take down America. And he's like, you're mocking me. She's like, yes. (laughs) We've made it to the Bones installation of the Coupon Mania episodes. I was when we were guessing it, but the, this this uh, episode, I did not did not have extreme couponing on my radar. I know. Yeah, it feels like again. Every time there was like a popular TLC show, it somehow became part of the in like the zeitgeist, and then became a Bones <laughs> episode. <laughs> we're gonna have like a like a my six hundred pound life, whatever. Like, uh, yeah. Um, uh, what are the other TLC shows? There's a. Uh, Honey boob. <laughs> well, we already had pageants, like we children pageants, pageants yeah. and we already had like polygamous. Like yeah, we had polygamous yeah, and oh, like yeah. a Amish Rumspringa one. So we've hit That's we've true. hit a lot. <laughs> at the big ones. Yeah, the learning. Yeah. We did have like a child pageant one, right? Did you just say that? Mm-hmm. Maggie? Yeah, girl yeah. with the curl. Uh so yeah, we we really <laughs> we really hit all the cultural yeah. touchstones. Now we've made it to extreme couponing. Um, I will say Hutchins isn't wrong though about like there being significance about the the um coupons being in her bra. He's like, that's you know, people just don't like walk around like that. So obviously it means something. Um, not what he thought, but it means something. Then, Maybe there was something written on the coupon where the ink is straight away, but but no, it's just actual coupons. <laughs> Then uh, Finn is talking to Cam about their respective tasks as they try to learn what they can about the victim um, when Michelle walks in. And again, I'm sure huge regrets on Cam's part about being like, you need to date around and like get out there, bud. Because uh, just like obviously Finn and Michelle are very flirty with each other. And I like this moment, though um cam cam isn't like the best in this episode but i do like this part because i think you can forget that cam is a squint because she's so stylish and she like is the most quote-unquote normal whatever you want to grade that to be but the moment they start talking about how he's like oh they haven't invented a camera to capture your beauty or whatever she starts rambling about a new camera with 18 megapixels just like about an article and i was like there it is there's the head squint right there to just bring up like a massive new camera to steer the conversation away from the flirting that's happening barf that doesn't work at all whatsoever, though, because the two of them like chit chat as they're walking out into the main part of the lab, and she's just walking them. And then this is like an issue for the rest of the episode. Yeah, it's like he he turns down he turns down pretty girl in the, the start of the episode. Cam says, "Oh, you should have some more fun." No, no, not not my daughter though. Not, <laughs> not like that. that. That was not tacit like permission to go and 
to 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 now start dating her. Um, regurts. And like, regurts. <laughs> and like she can be weirded out about this. Like this is weird. Yeah. If you bring your daughter to the office and all of a sudden you're a coworker or well, your subordinate mm-hmm. starts starts like flirt like flirting with her in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, it is um she never <laughs> not that she never handles things well when it comes to Michelle, but I feel like she always has the right idea but never executes like her reasoning well. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was I was like frustrated with the way they wrote it because like I would have thought it was like a the real reason she's creeped out is just like it's just awkward like I don't I don't want to have to like work with you and then know that you're also like yeah. hanging out with my daughter on the side. Like I, yeah. I that's just a weird scenario. I just don't want a part of it. So she's making up the excuse of well, you know, he's got like a bit of a troubled past. So there's actually a logical reason for why I might be opposed to this. That's not right. just my own irrational, just I'm creeped out by this. But also it's okay to like just be creeped out and be like, there's right, a lot right, of people right, you is. can date and right, one of them doesn't have to be my employee. It doesn't have to be your employee. Yeah. But like, like, I, I, but she might be like, oh no, I'm trying to think of other right. reasons yeah. that aren't just flat out. I don't know. I just don't want this. <laughs> right. Right. And then like forbidding immediately. I will say right. when and we then, get then, to the end, when, when they're like, I can't stop thinking. I was like, y'all have known each other for yeah. what? Four days. One, one date. Come on. It's Insane. so dramatic. I, I was waiting for him to be like, is he going to say he loves her? I, every, okay, I have seen this episode many times. Every time I think he's going to say, ma'am, I love your daughter. And I'm just like, what? Like, I know he doesn't, like, but it feels like he's going to do it. Yeah, the way, like, like TV is trained me to be like, I don't know, with the way that the lighting is set up, the way the dialogue is kind of going, yes. the music, like, is he going to say he loves her? <laughs> yes. It's, it's wild. But also it's so dramatic. Like the whole thing is so dramatic. What could he possibly have to say other than I love her? Right. Right. And I was it's waiting. I, I was waiting for some some reveal at the end with her be, to be like, "Oh, all right, you know what? Sorry, I'm t- I'm, I wasn't actually worried about your past or anything like that. I just thought it was a little weird for coworkers to be dating each other. Like, is that so yeah. wrong? Like, I was waiting for that reveal to happen, and it has never happened. And so, because for Cam, it's weird in both directions. Like, yeah, for, like she could say to Michelle, "I don't like. Yeah, there's anyone you could date. Can it not be a coat and one of the people I work with?" And then to Finn, be like, "You have anyone you can date, like Blondie, five minutes ago. Can it not be my daughter? Like in both directions, it's weird for her. It's weird in both directions. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's not great. No, they are they are in love after four days. <laughs> Listen, when you're young and stupid, sometimes it feels like that. So I get it, but." He is it's like nine, he is like nineteen, right? He's yeah, yeah. So that's I mean appropriate pairing, <laughs> exactly, which is good. Although it's so funny because her last boyfriend was Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like Michelle, aim higher. <laughs> well, he was at Central Central Coast of Maine uh, right. Community College <laughs> playing to to play quarterback, and then was mm-hmm. what implied to be cheating on her, and then uh, they broke up. And she didn't go there. She didn't end up going there. She didn't. No, she didn't end up going. She decided to uh, work 
until either the spring semester or the fall next fall semester she's on a gap year mm-hmm. oh man hilarious well we still have to deal with them for the whole rest of the episode Ugh. but first uh bones and booth are out at field market where the truck and the driver uh is that shaw found she like immediately gets on one of those rolly boards underneath the truck to see yes this is the truck there's all like again human bits up in it uh and then booth tries to pull her out by her ankles <laughs> like like let me do that she's like no and then but by doing that she kind of looks up and yeah you can see the head in like the wheel well or whatever that is and it's real nasty gross the driver says he has no clue how this happened but bones is like uh there's woman on un- a woman's underwear in your cab here bud like <laughs> You've been arrested for soliciting before, so is this what happened here? Yeah, so they're like, hmm. But then in, like, a truly fabulously unexpected moment, this guy's like, uh, I didn't kill this woman. Let me tell you, like, what's going on. Those are mine. And they're like, huh? And to prove it, he, like, lifts up his shirt, shows that he's currently wearing, like, one of the same pair He's like, oh, he's like, yeah, I wear them when I'm driving. They don't chafe. Like, don't tell my wife. Because he says, like, I don't solicit anymore because I'm married or whatever. And I just think it's funny because he doesn't get any grief from Bones. Because she's like, you know, that makes sense. People, like, wore, like, quote, unquote, cross-dressing clothing since whatever time. And I will say, Booth doesn't really give him much reaction besides a whoa when he, like, shows him. Not, like, a whole, like, weird... Like, he's not all that together weirded out or just doesn't say anything. (laughs) It's refreshing. Yeah. Well, the only thing I thought was, like, weird about the way that it was written was that he gives, like, no, 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 it's, it's like, I promise, it's just for, like, the chafing, and which is is kind of like, okay, fine, cool, dude, but relax. But then she goes on the whole cross-dressing thing of like, oh, they've been doing it since Norse warrior time or whatever. Yeah. And then at the end, he's like, I just like to feel pretty. Yeah. And then which was like, oh, wait. So it was the like, it could have just been your first. Like, it could have just been that. I don't yeah. know why they needed to write like a. Nah, just kidding. It really is crossed. The the pretty line too is funny because he's backwards, so that was clearly probably eighty yard and later. Oh, it was totally eighty yard and later. Yeah, that so didn't need to like... be in there at all. <laughs> yeah, because the end of the scene is Booth being like, "All right, well, we need to know all the stops you were at today or yesterday or whatever the day was." And he's like, well, I stopped at like 50 stores. And they're like, well, give me your log log books. I didn't kill this lady. And then, yeah, the last line is, I just wanted to feel pretty. (laughs) Really random to add in there. I did like that it was funny that like the part, A, that this extra had to wear them. Amazing. Then B, there's just like a tiny pink bow in the space where he like showed it. It's so good. (laughs) Uh, He was just ahead of his time of the like the coquette aesthetic of today. (laughs) fashionista why why do why do even like just totally like basic underwear for women like you know i've lived with several in my time like laundry i I do the laundry Uh um why does even like just like basic underwear just still have like a little fucking bow on it the patriarchy Wait, is they can it not the patriarchy <laughs> no there's like, definitely some like i don't like... have like a lug nut on the on like my waistband <laughs> like... <Lug nut. laughs> 
Um, I have some underwear without bows on them. Yeah, most of mine don't have little bows on them. Gotta say. Yeah. No thanks. Maybe that's just like, I don't know, this guy was into it. He liked his pink little bows. (laughs) (laughs) Then we get into the scene, though, where they're going to make this woman's head sneeze. And it's just not something you think you're ever going to witness in life. So, like, I guess congrats, but also I hate you, Bones writers, for experiencing it. Mm -hmm. Because it's not even just like a little. It's a lot. It's so much that comes out. Like, it's so much. Um, But while they're, like, working on that, Angela teases Cam and Finn. uh, Or, sorry, Angela teases Cam about Finn and Michelle. And you could tell that um, Hodgins doesn't know about it. He's like, wait, 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 what's going on? And (laughs) they have this whole discussion about her, like, being nervous about them dating. This is what we were saying before where she says, we know about, like, Finn's past and Michelle's her daughter. So she has some reservations about it. And they bring up the point of in the first episode that we meet Finn, she's the one who's championing him to like Caroline. Because remember, Caroline was like, you need to fire this guy. Like, you should not have brought him in here. All that stuff. And they're like, what happened to that lady? (laughs) That lady was in a worry about her daughter. Yeah. So they're like, she's like, all right. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let's refocus on the sneeze. And so much, again, so much snot comes out. It's so gross. It's so gross. But also, like, another tally point for Cam, like, you don't want to talk about your teenage daughter's, like, dating life with your colleagues. And this is opening the door to that. Mm -hmm. Gross. Totally. I mean, obviously, these people are all way closer than they need to be. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's like her friends also, and you probably would discuss it with your friends, but not maybe in the office. Yeah. Yeah. But they all have the most inappropriate conversations and things all at all times. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the main thing that. I find unbelievable about this scene is that like Hodgins doesn't know something already that Angela knows because I feel like they do this a lot where they like keep like inconsequential secrets from each other. Mm hmm. I'm just like, I just could never, like, if I know something, Patrick knows something, unless it's like (laughs) something a friend confides in me. And like, I'm obviously not going to like share that, but like silly drama, like, Ooh, Finn's trying to like date Michelle. Like I would tell him that immediately. (laughs) Yeah. Cause a, you work together. So just walk into his office. B again, immediately texting, (laughs) texting immediately. (laughs) Yeah. She, she, yeah, he doesn't know. And I wonder if that's like, it's i guess maybe it's like part of the reason they like have the conversation is to like have him comment on it but yeah cam is not about to have this conversation um she doesn't want to talk about <laughs> or like or be shown again the mirror of like wait when caroline wanted to fire him you were the one at that like right. what's going on here and she's just like i'm allowed to change my mind when it when it uh impacts michelle um but yeah then they have the snot and it's disgusting then we get to see the jeffersonian daycare i don't know what it is but the there's like two of the like sketch art drawings behind bones that like are so weird looking everyone go back and look at the artwork on the wall behind them because 
I, again, I'm a huge, very much into sketch artwork. No one else can see this, but you guys can. I have like sketch work everywhere in my house. And I don't know, there's like two, two really like, I don't I just can't tell if like, maybe they're just like drawn weird or I don't know what I'm looking at. And so I'm just like, what are this? What is this artwork? <laughs> but they're there uh, with Christine talking about their victim getting stuck in the drive shaft. But the only way that would be possible is if she was crouching under there. So Boo thinks maybe she was hiding from someone and they both talk about, oh, well, then whoever she was hiding from is potentially um, responsible for her death. Then Hodgin shows up and tells him that uh, he found what he found in the snot. She would have had to spend a ton of time at a chestnut farm. And there is only one in the area in Hagerstown. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things is when there's only one. It's the best. Um, yeah, this, episode, that- this episode takes place a little, little out west in, in Maryland. They got Hagerstown and Frederick. Yeah. Yeah. Frederick is where the store is, right? uh yes and it's i think where so the, where, it's where the meeting of the other coupon clippers happens yeah <laughs> which that seems wild too um then we have we get to like have major tension with the daycare director where bones is definitely dancing on this woman's last nerve again i think it, this is still day one or now maybe we're into day two um and like so much so that she was like oh and i know you wanted like a photo every half hour i printed this one out for you and it's just like a poopy diaper and bones is like oh my god thank you <laughs> yeah i know the show was meaning it as an insult but actually i'm kind of with bones like this actually is kind of helpful i do need to know it's what helpful. it looks like I, I need to make sure it is looking correct exactly <laughs> at, yeah, that, at that age yeah, yeah, she's like, oh yeah, it's like, look at her bowel movements. She's so great. Like our daughter's a genius. And Booth is like, I don't think that's how she meant it, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> also, interesting side note: this woman's last name uh, is Noonan, and I was like, oh, she related Pam? to Pam. <laughs> <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> So uh, I do like when Hodgins comes in and there's tension. He's like, I'm going to go check on Michael and just zips out. It's like, all right, I told you what I needed to tell you. Now we're going to go. But so they go to the chestnut farm and we learn that our victim is Barb. This is one of the ones where we are far into the episode until we find like who the victim is. Usually it's within Mm -hmm. the first few scenes where Angela's done something or there's been something with a serial number on it that we can check. Um, but we learn about Barb and talk to her husband who has no clue who would want to hurt her. He doesn't want to think that his wife was murdered because he asked Booth like, oh, if she was, was she like hit by a car? That doesn't mean she was murdered. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah. the Jeffersonian says she was assaulted before she was killed. So it's definitely a murder. Then he mentions the part about the hidden coupons in her bra. And he's like, does that mean something to you? And he's like, uh, yep. And then we get into the whole extreme couponing aspect of it all. Because he takes her down to Barb Mart, which is downstairs. <laughs> and there's just shelves of stuff down there um, as, you know, extreme couponing requires. Because you have to buy like 50 of something to make it worthwhile. He says... 
that she was so serious about it that he didn't know she was gone because she would head out with a pile of coupons and it might be days before he saw her again um including last night he saw her last night she had a, her whole coupon book uh, and knew she was going to Fields Market. So he was like, I wasn't expecting her back anytime soon. So he doesn't have the best alibi, but we do know um, he was like, oh, I saw her the night before, but I wasn't expecting her back. So then Bones and Booth head to the Fields Market that she was going to to talk to the store manager who definitely knows her, calls her Bargain Barb like immediately and you can also tell he hates her, <laughs> like hates her so much. He's putting a smile on, but he, yeah, he talks about like, oh, yeah, she was always here with her coupons and like clearing my shelves like the way, <laughs> the way he says it. But he tries to walk that back pretty quickly when they mention like, oh, she was probably killed here. And he was like, oh, no, no, like. It's good. She gets a deal. And I he was saying something about like the store gets reimbursed, like eight cents per coupon. And there was like an there was like another thing that he was like, no, it's good. And then he gets called up front to where there's another woman who is a couponer with 93 coupons has jammed the register. The worker has like had it. And this lady also tries to use expired coupons, which I don't know. If anybody out there is a couponer, let us know. That seems like a breach of couponer ethics to try and like slide some expired coupons in there. Yeah. You don't on purpose. Yeah. You don't want to like besmirch the felt your fellow couponers by like being the person who's trying to put expired ones in there. So I was like, this lady is making all couponers look bad. Um, but then Booth is utterly shocked when the cashier says, your total is $3. He's like, for all that? He's like, wait a minute. Hold on now. <laughs> I can I can appreciate a good bargain when I see it. Yeah, especially since they were talking about... Um, it was supposed to be this- 700 yeah, and, and all the way. To, have you ever like? Have you actually sat and watched one of those extreme couponing shows? It is mm-hmm. wild. Yeah. Where like when the store has to pay them. Yeah. yeah, crazy. I don't know how you sit and figure that out. I'm pretty sure they've gotten rid of that, right? Like yeah. businesses. Well, have just I think been, a like... lot of people put in policies. It's like coupon can't like exceed the price you paid. And mm-hmm. then I think a lot of couponing now is all digital. So it's mm-hmm. like right. They're know, just like store coupons and And they're all like you can only use one coupon per purchase. Like stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, there's not... like or like on an item or whatever. Yeah, you can only use it once. You can't use it. Yeah. You can't like stack the same ones multiple times. It's wild though. Yeah, because like one of the whole things, like spoiler alert at the end, is that she was in the like trash getting coupons. <laughs> so it's just like it was like a serious business, <laughs> like of how much, like three dollars for a whole, yeah, seven hundred dollar thing is crazy. But yeah, like Abu was like, "Excuse me, what? Three dollars?" <laughs> then Bones comes in with a baggie of extra skull pieces just to make this like a wonderful tableau of craziness. Because then everyone's like, everyone looks at her like, "Are those bone pieces?" <laughs> And Booth is like, we should maybe go somewhere private to talk about this. Uh, 
So I start pulling and there's little bone skull pieces in a bag. Yikes. So ridiculous. I just have one more thought on the couponers, which yeah. is that 90% of the time, the things they'd be getting were like toothpaste and laundry detergent. They weren't like food. Yeah. You know, so it's just like things that you just like don't need in bulk. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. things that at least don't expire. So that's why you can buy them in bulk. I guess right, but, so. But there are also things that like, like, like I, I like I was doing the math on this before uh, we had we had the, the baby. Like, yeah, just like because you did a whole Costco run, just like stock up on yeah. like everything. And it was like, OK, I could buy like 17 of these, but like one, like two giant packs of aluminum foil will literally last me one full calendar year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I don't need 17. I need maybe like four. Yeah. There yeah. was somebody on TikTok who at, on January 1st or 2nd goes to like a big box store, like a Costco or a BJ's and tried to calculate of, of the stuff that doesn't expire or whatever, how much of it they could buy at the beginning of the year and have them last the full calendar year. They did it like last year, but then they mm-hmm. were as like the first test and they were doing it again this year. I want to find that person again and see like yeah, how that turns out because there's a lot of that stuff that you think I just don't have any storage for it, which is like obviously right. what they were talking about with um, yeah. Barb Mart is like, yeah. okay, where the fuck are you putting all of that stuff? Right. You have 20 of them. You have to have I a garage with like the racks and then they would like give it away to people. But I'm just like, but you're, that's great. But you're spending all your free time chasing on coupons to get stuff you don't even need. Putting it in places in your house you don't even have. Like storing yeah. it in places, space you don't have. Um, yeah, literally the only yeah. good part is, yeah, when people like create um, like health packages or whatever yeah, to, like, for people. Give away. Mm-hmm. Like right. that's nice. But yeah, having it just like a like a fuck ton of it in your house is very interesting to just yeah. like build a whole room or like yeah, a basement or a garage have shelves yeah. and shelves and shelves. I know, but I know people whose families are like who had that stuff, like rice or like I don't know oh. what's other food that like you can like keep for a long time in like a barrel. <laughs> Guys, pray pray for me because I might be getting uh, old. But we have been talking about maybe getting, like, a deep freezer. Ooh. (laughs) I love that. Which is just, like, that's the end of my life. (laughs) Officially. I mean, a deep freezer or, like, a garage refrigerator, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, it would be be a deep freezer that we put in our basement Mm -hmm. so that we can buy, buy meat in bulk and store it. Listen, that's and, not, and, I think it's a great idea. Oh, we're going to wait to see if there's any deals around President's Day. Oh, genius. Genius. That's the time. That's the time to do uh, it. Oh, my yeah. God. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. <laughs> I remember one particular Black Friday, my stepsister and my brother-in-law went to, we all went to Home Depot with them. Um, and they were buying a deep freezer on Black Friday. <laughs> the other time of year it's perfect to buy something yeah yeah um if, if you need a car or a mattress or an appliance president's weekend is like the time to buy ma- mattresses on present i've bought several i've, I've bought two mattresses on president's day <laughs> nice so what, that's when to do it 
back when Sears was still a store. Yeah, mattress warehouse wow. though, still I think does uh, still I think does President's Day stuff. It's coming up, gang. It it will it will happen post when this episode comes out. So be prepared if you need a mattress. <laughs> President's Day's coming up. Uh, but I yeah I'm excited about your deep freezer it's gonna be great um but so okay booth so she brings in the baggie booth says like we should go talk in private the manager guy takes them in the back to talk about crystal the worker we just met and shows them camera footage of her from the night from the night when she like attacked barb because we see like something happened we can't hear it it's just video but she gets up onto the register in the scanny bit and like shoves her to the ground so they definitely need to talk to crystal because they the running theory is that um barb was attacked hit under the truck and then got stuck in the whatever um and that's how she died so they bring crystal all the way back to the fbi interrogation room to talk to her bones notes her carpal tunnel syndrome and how it's a part of like the repetitive nature of her job especially the coupon thing where you have to like scan them and put them in the little hole they're trying to establish a motive because she would be in a lot of pain standing all day and then scanning a billion coupons from these coupon ladies because clearly we have at least two um because we know that barb's been there and then the woman that uh was trying to use the expired ones and that could make you snap and she says hey i didn't hurt barb um after that happened where they had their altercation she went to like count out her register and use the bathroom and but she's like truly not upset that she's dead because <laughs> she was like listen this lady ruined my life because she told her couponing crazies to check out in my line and i like that bones is like why there has to be nicer people <laughs> and she's <laughs> like yeah but there's no one faster and they like want to get their stuff in to go because they'll go to multiple stores in one day and she was like you should definitely talk to that coupon club because she said those cheap sobs would do anything for a deal probably also murder so go talk to those people then we get a combo we don't normally get which i think is lovely which is sweets and angela we don't normally get the two of them together they are at the diner and Angela shows him the emails between Barb and her coupon club. He talks about how couponing is an addiction like any other and how that could lead to a motive for her murder, especially with some of the eels, com- eels. <laughs> especially with some of the emails, <laughs> uh, especially with some of the emails coming from the deal diva. Amazing. <laughs> these, these emails are actually really great. Deal diva is like, like like witty and like just like very short and sweet with her with her put downs yeah with her threats (laughs) uh yeah she like she gets like threatened they clearly have some sort of beef and there's one that lets them know where the next location of like the coupon club is gonna meet so they're gonna tell booth and i do like the end of the scene where he gets like bogo fries (laughs) just to like (laughs) you know really nail in on the theme but they always have crinkle cut fries at the diner and every time i see them i'm like i need to order shake shack to get crinkle cut fries um okay fries 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 okay then we have the finn michelle date night they're cute but it's like it's interesting and it basically ends with them like actually really liking each other and that they want to see each other again 
then we get it like a again a really cringe moment with cam the next morning with finn working in the bone room and she scolds him for not like moving faster and he's not upset by it at first he's like oh yeah like i can't control how fast the beetles eat like the skin off <laughs> and she's like no you need to be like here more why you why are you so distracted but then he fully calls her out on if she's upset because he's dating michelle and she's like no <laughs> Why, why would you ever think such a thing? Uh, that's of ridiculous. Course, of course not. <laughs> me, me, take a personal thing out on other coworkers. I've, n- I have never done that before ever. <laughs> Moi. <laughs> <laughs> and she tries to like me? leave, but before she makes it all the way out, he says like, "I like that." He's like, "Well, aren't I a sun-soaked bat?" And she was like. <sighs> like what does that mean <laughs> he's like okay well i can see standing on the skull that proves booth's theory theory that she was hit over the head and attacked and that's why she was hiding under the truck and then she's like all right well have a hob hobbins wow hodgins swab it um and but there's just like so much awkward tension in the room when she leaves <laughs> who me <laughs> it's like i just don't see michelle who grew up either in DC or like in the suburbs of DC being charmed by his nonsense speak. Maybe it's just so different from her last boyfriends that she's like, there's also maybe like a little bit of my mom doesn't like you. So I'm going to date you. (laughs) I mean, there's probably a lot of that. Yeah. The enemy of my enemy is my boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) So there might be a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, so in the next scene, we have Bones going to talk to Angela, who's being very conspicuous about a filing cabinet and like leaning up against it. And Bones is like, oh, what's in there? She's like, this old thing? Nothing. It's just the old, it's just files. But then the, a, a whole baby giggles. And she's like, oh, and also Michael's in here. <laughs> I think it's so funny she has him just chilling in her filing cabinet. (laughs) Also very much as a Law & Order watcher, very much giving me Noah Benson vibes of like a baby in a drawer. (laughs) Yes, for sure. (laughs) Um, And because we already saw Angela and Hodgins get trouble for having Michael Vincent in the lab. So she's breaking the rules again by having him there. And she and Bones talk about like compartmentalizing their lives. And she's like, I have a lot of trouble with it. So I, you know, sneak him in. Don't you have like trouble with it? She's like, all right, well, you know, I'm at work. So I'm working. I try not to think about it. And but I feel like you can see she's struggling a little bit. Um, I think the half hour photos is a sign that she's having a harder time <laughs> with like not being around Christine the whole day than than she thinks. But uh, we see how she kind of cycles through her feelings around that by the end of the episode then booth and sweets head to the couponer meetup and it's wild in there utter chaos when they walk in and they're like okay who is the deal diva and she stands up and she's got a metal box and she calls them her coops (laughs) yeah i'm the deal diva who wants to know about my coops my coops (laughs) Okay, since we're making confessions this episode, 
I downloaded the Safeway app because that is our typical grocery store. Mm-hmm. And they have um, extra digital coupons in the app. And they'll give you coupons that are like for you because they're like things you buy. And then if you accumulate enough points from like shopping there, you can like redeem them for money off your gas. But you can also redeem mm. them for money off your grocery bill. And um, I have gotten very into this and into like saving money off my grocery bill because groceries are insane. Uh, yeah. And I always call them my coops. <laughs> I'll be like, I didn't clip my coops. <laughs> you are the deal diva. Taryn, um, our deal diva. Yeah, it's like the five minute drive to the grocery store. I'm like, Patrick, I can't talk. I got to clip my, like, I didn't clip the coops yet. Oh my Listen. God. Yeah. <laughs> we need every cent we can keep to ourselves. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I used to do that. I bought a thing. Do you remember that app where you would People scan? still use that? I've never used it, but like I did it like religiously for some time, but then just stopped doing it because I was like, I don't have the energy for this. But you could yeah. get like, yeah, you got money back or you could get it back in like a gift card. So you could get like if you use enough, you could redeem it for like a $20 Amazon gift card and stuff like that. So it was good. I just got lazy about it. <laughs> we, we use all those like browser extension ones for online shopping. What is it like honey? Like honey and there's Rakuten and yeah. whatever, all those. But they'll send you a check for like $6 in the mail and you're like, cool. <laughs> yeah. Sick. <laughs> hey, <laughs> money is money. If it, if the bank yeah. takes it or an establishment goes, yes, this is legal tender. Here you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why everyone go through your drawers and look at your gift cards and find out how much money is on them because you know you have some. Yeah. So go you know, look at your gift in cards. W- in that one junk drawer. Yeah. Sitting in the back. And there's like some old Apple iTunes gift cards that don't work anymore because <laughs> iTunes is dead. <laughs> go try and do something with them. Um, or ladies, check your purses. Or everybody check your old backpacks because there's probably good shit at the bottom of there. Go go look. Mm-hmm. You have There's that one like gift tampons or something. Yeah. You have that something. one restaurant gift card that was sitting in your wallet because you got it in 2020 or like Christmas of 2019. Yeah. And then you realize, uh, when am I going to go out to restaurants? And it's just been sitting in your wallet for four years. Yeah. Sorry. You're going to just have to go to Buffalo Wild Wings one night <laughs> <laughs> and go use it. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. You have to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> I'm sorry. Pick a weeknight. It's probably better. <laughs> I need you to know that I'm sorry about this. <laughs> I apologize in advance. You have to go to Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So the deal diva rises. She's got her coops, but she's got her metal. <laughs> deal di- on the third day, the deal diva rises. <laughs> and she said, here are my coops. <laughs> but her metal box. Is sort of shaped like the murder weapon. Though the all they have with that is that it's like a corner of something. Um, so she wants uh Booth wants her to hand it over, and she's like, No, these are my goobs. I'm not letting you have them. And he's like, All right, well, then I'm gonna arrest you for murder. But in doing so, she like throws the box back onto the table and everybody pounces on it, like that scene in Mean Girls. And like it's touched by all the other couponers so i was like this seems a little counterintuitive because now if that is evidence 30 people have touched it so not great 
they talk to her in interrogation and she tells them that she and Barb actually used to be besties until she turned Barb on to couponing. And then she was like, I created a monster. (laughs) Like, and then she tells the story like so much so that um, they were couponing or they were at the store and Barb slammed her her cart into the deal diva's head. And I was like, yeesh. Yeesh. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. That's too much. Mm-hmm. But she says, like, hey, I didn't kill her. I wasn't even at Field Market on Thursday. And then she whips out a giant stack of receipts to be like, this is where I was. Like, I can prove I wasn't there. And Booth just hands them over to Sweets and is like, hey, take a look at that. Take a look at these. And he just goes, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> I wouldn't want to sit and look through all of them either. But hey, that's what investigators do. They investigate. So sorry. Then we have another awkward cam moment where she thinks Michelle is coming into the office to bring her lunch, but it's actually for Finn. She's like, ooh, not for you. (laughs) And Cam, usually fairly composed and knows exactly what she wants to say, kind of accidentally says more than she was planning to when she says to Michelle very flat out, like, I don't want you to see him anymore and tries to explain to her that she's concerned and like, She's not, again, not wrong about, like, how she was going, how Michelle was going to follow her last boyfriend to, like, college and how that decision, you know, has her where she is now. Not that it was, like, together that bad, but it wasn't great um, that she's, like, not in school anymore because of that. And she just doesn't want her to rush, blah, 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 blah. But Michelle's having none of this conversation. She's like, I'm 18. I can vote and like I can drive and I'm an adult so you can't tell me who I can or cannot date which is true but I do love that when she's walking at Cam's like well you can't drink you're not an adult no you're not an adult at 18 sorry you gotta be like 26 (laughs) oh man it's like you can't do that you couldn't I was waiting for her to say she couldn't rent a car like I was waiting for her to just say all the things she still is not age eligible for yet you can't declare for the nba draft (laughs) you can't run for president so oh man but yeah michelle was just like no i'm gonna go talk to finn now and give him his lunch before it gets cold bye um then we go to back to booth's office shaw lets him know they checked the diva's alibi and it's good they looked through like the forensic accountants looked through her receipts so it didn't end up being sweets anyway so he he was fine um and she was didn't cross paths with barb the night she died um then then yeah there's like this sweet moment which i'm so sad sad we don't get shaw anymore because she asks how like oh how's dr brennan doing it must be tough being away from you know your baby for the first time and back at work and he's like you know she's doing okay but it's it's tough but we're working through it and and she says oh it must be nice well she has you so that's good you know a partner and that she was like I didn't have that and he's like oh you have a kid and she's like yeah I have a son he's three year old and his three years old his name is Danny and she gets a little embarrassed is almost like too strong of a word but she kind of just like um yeah you know I just didn't want any special treatment um being a single mom or anything like that um and she's like kind of embarrassed because he's like oh I didn't know that she's like you weren't really supposed to which I think obviously Booth gets I mean how long into the episodes did we know Parker existed it was quite a Mm -hmm. while 
When's the last time we've talked about Parker? <laughs> Ooh, Parker. Like, yeah. He's on to his new kid with his new <laughs> with his new uh pushed aside. <laughs> um and but I do like though that when she talks about like, oh yeah, this is like this is the FBI and we're special agents. We're supposed to be at work. And he's like, Yes, we are special agents. But he's like laughing along with her and says, you know. I bet you're a great mom, um, which is very cute. But then Shaw is back to business saying uh, Barb and her husband had a shared credit card. And that's not altogether weird, except for the fact that it showed when she was out shopping that he was out at like fine dining restaurants. And she says, and the amounts he was spending was definitely more than one person eating. So I don't think he was dining alone. Uh oh. What I what I was hoping is that we found out that he was then dating the deal diva, but that's not what happened. That would have been such a better storyline. <laughs> like it would have been funny if he was not actually mad about the couponing. <laughs> that is like then he got drawn into the world and the he started cheating with the deal diva. <laughs> hands off my man, hands off my coops. <laughs> she is fighting to the death for those coops. Um, so then Bones and Finn are in the bone room and he has finished reconstructing the skull. They can see the wound better now and Bones finds a tiny bit of metal still embedded into it to give to Hodgins. This is the second time <laughs> in the episode where uh, he can just like know what something is by looking at it. The first one I think was smelling. This one's looking and he says, oh, that's definitely aluminum, uh, which rules out the diva's coops case because uh, I don't know what metal that was, but it wasn't aluminum. Also appreciate the continuity that he and Hodgins are still calling each other Opie and Thurston <laughs> from their first time. Because <laughs> he says, like, all respect to Thurston, but we don't need his input on this. This is definitely aluminum. At the end of the scene, he tries to ask for Bones' help on what to do about Cam taking issue with him spending time with Michelle. He, which... I get, again, I get the reasoning, but he's like, you know, as a mother, what should I do? And he's like, and she's like, my daughter's six weeks old. Like, I don't, I don't know. I love like the line of like, unless you need your diaper changed, I cannot help you. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I can't help your situation. I'm nowhere near dealing with dating. My daughter is six weeks old. So I don't, good luck kind of thing. And also, I don't know if I would necessarily go to her about dealing with Kim in any capacity of like, what should I do if Dr. Soroyan is upset with me about something? I would immediately go to Angela. Angela's the one to ask like, hey, what should I do in this situation? Then we go to Booth confronting Dale about the restaurant receipts, and he admits that he was cheating saying like barb wasn't the woman i married anymore she was so obsessed with the couponing like she was never around and i was lonely and is adamant that he didn't kill her but he was like i was gonna tell her about the affairs i swear but booth is like okay well you can say that now because she's dead but we don't know that you were actually gonna do that so he definitely was cheating but he says he did not kill barb then we have like the fun, like one of the fun, like second to last confrontation scenes where Finn goes into Cam's office and was like, Can you give me two minutes of your time? And he doesn't agree and says, Michelle doesn't agree about like not dating. 
but he owes Cam for this opportunity and like fighting for him that we saw in the previous episode and for everything that he kind of has right now. So he's going to respect her wishes as a, as a mother worried about her daughter, though he says like, I understand some of the accusation is like you potentially don't feel that she's safe with me because of, you know, his run-ins with the law or whatever. But it's a really interesting because he's really pissed, but super calm. Like she's super calm too. He's like creepily too calm. Yeah. And, but he also throws in some of those like, yeah, like Southern sayings or whatever. Um, Cause when she tries to explain further, he's like, no, I think we're done. Like this end of this conversation is done. I'm going to go back to work because apparently that's the only reason I'm here. Or like, that's the reason I'm here kind of thing. I was like, oh, burn. Like, I, I feel like it's, it's 8,000 times worse to be, to have an argument with somebody where they just have an even tone than to be screamed at. Cause you're just like, mm-hmm. Ooh, this is uh, calm rage is very scary. <laughs> yeah. You can't even tell yourself like they're being irrational. Yeah, because he walked into that room with, like, a whole speech mm-hmm. ready. Like, he thought about it and was like, I, I don't agree. Michelle, when I talked to Michelle, she walked out of here crying because she doesn't agree with this either. But if someone's going to have to make a choice here, I guess I'll do it and, like, take the hit so that we can all move on from this scenario. <laughs> but that doesn't last long. <laughs> Um, so when they go and look at the tools from Dale's chestnut farm that have aluminum in them, none of them match. They're like, crap. Then Finn points out a puncture wound that they hadn't really seen before and Hodgins swabs it. He can tell that it's not blood, but it's purple ink. But they were like, wait, we already determined that the murder weapon was something aluminum. So what could this be? And Fish of the episode goes to Bones because she's like, oh, I know exactly what's aluminum has a corner and has purple ink. And I know exactly who's holding it. And so you're just like, oh, it's definitely the manager guy. Yep. <laughs> Whose name is Chad, by the way. Because <laughs> she and Booth go back to fields and she's telling Booth while they're walking through the aisle, like, I remember he was using a purple marker when they were dealing with the couponer who was trying to do expired coupons. He was marking them with X's um, with his purple marker on his aluminum clipboard. Uh, They find him. And when Bones looks at the clipboard, there's still a piece of Barb's skull stuck to it. And I was like, you're a moron. How did you not get rid of it slash wipe it off? They I feel like they do this a lot where they're like, oh, there's just like a chunk of like flesh like in this edge. And like, no, no, it would have like dried and fallen off. Like, you know, yeah, you'd be telltale heart checking that clipboard every Mm -hmm. five minutes. Like you would be scrubbing it repetitively. I guess it is in fairness. He did not think he killed her like at all. That's also true because she ran away like she was still alive. He was like, I, wha- I whacked this crazy woman who was dumpster diving and then she took off and I was like, okay, I guess I scared her off and went back inside. Probably wiped it down maybe haphazardly. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's how it happened. I guess that's true. Yeah, I think there's definitely an interesting argument. I would I would love to know everyone's opinions. Yours too, obviously, but everyone's opinions of like 
the level of culpability this guy has in her death like if you were in a court of law um because booth explains he's like no she was alive like i didn't kill her but he's like yeah but you committed the felony of like assaulting her and then that led to her death so that makes you responsible and so i just think that's interesting of like hmm like hey what's the amount of time that she had to have been like in between the assault and the death where it's like oh no no no, enough time it passed in between where now it didn't (laughs) yeah or that or like because maybe she actually would have been fine if she wasn't hiding underneath the truck so like yeah maybe she would have she chose where to hide right so it's like what's the culpability that she hid and then the truck everything with the truck happened and that's what killed her but yeah if there wasn't the like mitigating circumstance of her being afraid because she got hit over the head by this guy and also i'm sure there's like i'm sure there's something to be said for like oh she might have had brain damage and hid because she didn't know where she was and she got stuck at like she was disoriented yeah yeah mm-hmm. so i'm like ooh, i feel like there's like a really interesting like legal battle or argument that could be made for how responsible he is for her death i feel like it's probably like second degree murder or manslaughter yeah yeah either way it's not a it's not our crew's job that's a that's a carolyn problem yeah yeah problem yeah they they've done the order they need the law parts later (laughs) yeah they have um she has a (laughs) there needs to be a carolyn um uh spinoff called boned (laughs) where it's just her her uh after the cases just uh closing the closing the court cases out I would love it. A a Carolyn spinoff, Miss Julian. Ooh, that's why. Like, I know that like court court episodes aren't necessarily everyone's favorite, but I just love it because it means she's gonna be there and like have a lot of screen time. So I'm like, yes, give it to me. (laughs) But yeah, so they arrest him, and they do some light shopping on the way out. I think when he's like, we need beer nuts. What aisle is that? And he's like, uh, aisle four. He's like, all right, aisle four, let's go. I appreciated this because let's be efficient. But also they visited this grocery store like multiple times at this point. Yeah. Come on. Get your stuff on the first trip when you're not arresting the guy. Yeah, again. It would have been better of like, ooh, I wonder if there are any coupons. That should have been the line at the end. Yes. Well, we do get a coupon line at the very, very end when they're back home, which does make me laugh. Uh, but first, we have to figure out what we're doing with Finn and Michelle. Um, like, it gets to the point where Cam and Michelle's conversation is funny because Cam's like, I'm sorry, he must have just, like, agreed with me, like, to, to not date you anymore. Michelle's like, no, he didn't. You're his boss. Like, what do you mean he agrees with you? Cam's really trying to sell her a bill of goods a little bit in this. Like, see, he's not as great as you thought. Don't date him. He agreed with me not to date you. <laughs> but then he shows up and and he, again, has this whole big speech about, yeah, which definitely feels like him. He's about to say, ma'am, I'm in love with your daughter after knowing her for like four days. But he but like he kind of gives the ultimatum of, uh, you know, if it means I don't have to work here anymore, I'll leave if we get to date, which is crazy wild yeah, like what he, he should have what he should have said is hey look i 
I like her. I don't think it's fair to her for us to not date. But hey, I promise you, we will not be doing. We will. We will just not involve this stuff at work. I will limit conversation as like, you know, you're you're not gonna have to hear about it. I'm not gonna be rubbing yeah. it in your face. Like, but you know, like that's what it should have been. And instead, it was like, just kidding. We're gonna kiss in front of you. Yeah, because it because it got to the point where like, yeah, he which good good for you, Finn, like fight for your girl. I'm all for that. But it got to the point where he was like, yeah, I will quit this job and like for her. I was like for her hand in marriage. Like, again, that's what it felt like it was getting to. It was so dramatic. And Cam's like, all right, all right. And she jokes about because Michelle called her old because I guess she was just like not passionate or something. She's like, you don't understand what it's like. It's just like, OK um for forgetting what it was like to be her age yeah it's like cam's not that old she's not that like that much older than you to be honest um but yeah then it ends with them being like like yeah you can date and then yeah they kiss in front of her she's like take it outside like this is on fledgling legs me accepting this relationship maybe don't do it like in front of me at all as, and also in the workplace like again i know the rules are very lackadaisical at the jeffersonian but not great yeah. not great yeah and like a little bit on like the old thing it's like like yes like yes you're young you're allowed to be a little like silly and make mistakes and whatever yeah i'm old and you're allowed to make mistakes i'm allowed to talk about that <laughs> true or like i'm, I'm allowed, allowed to, to impart my knowledge exactly I've i'm allowed to like hope you yeah. don't make the same mistakes i did or like xyz yada yada totally right like you're allowed to make them i'm allowed to tell you about them so that maybe you don't and what you think when i was out your age making mistakes i didn't have somebody in my ear telling me yeah. that what i was doing was stupid no no i had to deal with that too mm -hmm. what makes you think that you just get to make your mistakes without hearing about it yeah yeah you like, get you yeah you get to go in through unscathed with uh without yeah, uh, unsolicited you, advice. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah you get. I was getting judgment when I was doing my dumb shit. <laughs> now you're gonna get judgment when you're doing your dumb shit. It's the yep. circle of life, baby. <laughs> but yeah, so they are gonna continue dating. Uh, but Cam's like, get out of here with that. Then we end uh at home with Bones and Booth who like this is where they said uh bones was like oh we saved some money with those coupons that you found and I was, he was like Shh, don't tell anyone about that <laughs> i like these like little relationship secrets that they have now like at the beginning she was like yeah booth used his position at the fbi to check out the director like her transcripts and he's like Shh, like that's a mean you thing because <laughs> it benefits our daughter and then this one where he's uh, telling her not to tell anyone about his coupons. Um, uh, but Bones is holding Christine and he's like, oh, do you want to like put her down so that you can rest? She's like having a little trouble letting her go. Uh, and she tears up thinking about how much she missed her not being with her all day. And and it's really cute because I like when she was like, I know it's not rational, which is like obviously very high on the Bones importance list. She's like, I know it's not rational. And that like I saw her every half hour in, in photos and I'm with her all night but she's like but her only reasoning is but look at her it's so cute that's such a good non-rational reason to like want to be with your babies like but just look at her <laughs> it's perfect 
And I also think it's cute that Booth worries, like, okay, maybe you should have taken some more time off because, like, yeah, you went back to work really quickly and you could stay home some more with her. And she says, no, I I do like that she says what I do is important, not what we do is important, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I always wait for a we in there, but no, she says Mm -mm. I. But what I do is important. And, you know, now she has another reason for doing what she does because she does what she does for her daughter now, too. And that even though it's hard, it doesn't mean she shouldn't do it. And he agrees. Um, And they have like a little uh, cuddle as she talks about sneaking Christine into the lab every day, just like Michael Vincent. (laughs) And that's the end. It must be so nice to be so passionate about what you do for a living because I would have taken a year of parental leave mm-hmm. truly oh, yeah. oh don't go be wrong would still be in daycare just i'm taking a year off. <laughs> <laughs> no i'd be hanging out with my baby girl i'd be exhausted i might have a part-time nanny <laughs> yeah What All right. Well, I was gonna say, how I'm, did the people feel? <laughs> people felt people felt pretty good. Uh, this one was a seven point seven, I believe, on the IMDb scale. Um, you know, so right right in there. Uh, I have a couple reviews here. Uh, let's see, where do I want to start? Um, Hitchcock gives this one a seven out of ten, two for one. Another story about babies. Now will it end? Bones and Angela keep it going. I don't mind if it's peripheral to the general idea of the plot, but this is way beyond. The episode involves a young woman who was dragged when she went under a semi uh, truck to hide from an attacker. That part of the investigation uh, was quite plausible. The part I couldn't quite abide was the whole coupon business. There are a group of women who are extreme couponers. I remember when this was a big deal, a sort of fad. Maybe it was in 2012 when this episode aired. Um, but the way they acted is just beyond belief. Going at each other to get a two for one on chicken breast, this is just dumb. Uh, the scene where the guy is arrested is also dumb, like the final purchase. Um, and the subplot with Cam and Finn, her thing with her adoptive daughter is boring. Let's move one. Let's move on. I think that's what was I was supposed to say. Sorry. Um <laughs> Media Music is one a seven out of ten. Um, a little hot take here. Finn is annoying. Ooh. Hi, Bynes Booth Pod. Uh, this is possibly an unpopular opinion, but I really dislike Finn Abernathy. It doesn't help that he is the first new squint introduced after Vincent Nigel Murray dies. So um, so more than anything, it's jarring to see somebody new interact with our established series regulars. Finn is far from the only mildly annoying character on the show, and a lot of it comes down to his accent. But it's hard for me to find things to like about him. And as a result, I find the B-plot with Finn wanting to date Michelle to be an aggravating addition to an otherwise solid episode. The case itself is kind of interesting, and I like that the lower stakes um, episode following the birth of Christine, um, keeping the plot relatively simple is a good thing. Uh, my favorite part of the episode centers, centers around Booth and Brennan returning to work after taking parental leave and figuring out how to balance uh, their jobs with their new responsibilities at home. Um, I appreciate getting to see Booth and Brennan continue to navigate their romantic relationship now that they are also parents. And the scene on the couch at the end of the episode is very sweet. Similar to Hodgins and Angela, Brennan is dealing with some separation anxiety now that Tristine is in daycare. She initially um, insists that compartmentalizing her life is the only way to get work done, but I'm glad to see that we uh, get to see a softer side of Brennan by the end of the episode. She can be dedicated to work and also acknowledge that her daughter takes top priority in her life now. Uh, And then yet 
a, a third seven out of ten. Uh, Breezy gives this one a seven out of ten. A pretty solid episode. This is a pretty solid episode following the birth <laughs> that we had last week. The topic of extreme couponing is probably the most relevant storyline with the popular TV shows coming out about extreme couponing at the time. Uh, the Finn Michelle Cam storyline was interesting. I thought that Finn and Michelle seemed cute together, though. Though I thought that their flirting at the lab was super cheesy. They haven't made a camera to capture how beautiful you are. Like that is such a lame line. <laughs> I did like the vibe between Finn and Michelle, however. Uh, Cam, on the other hand, was getting on my nerves. I felt like Cam was just taking this uh, to a new extreme. She was reacting as if my- Michelle told her that she was interested in dating Hodgins or something. <laughs> Somebody, <laughs> someone who would be inappropriate for Michelle to be in a relationship with. We already know that Finn is around 20 years old and Michelle is around 18 slash 19. So this is not a bad pairing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Cam being rude to Finn about uh, uh, not reconstructing the skull. That was just ridiculous. I did appreciate Finn's bluntness uh, to ask him to ask if it was him and about him and Michelle. I was happy to see that Cam had changed her mind by the end of the episode, but I did, but I did cringe a little when Finn and Michelle kissed for much longer than necessary slash appropriate around Cam. Uh, we also got to see Bones and Booth as parents. It was cute seeing baby Christine, and I think that it helped soften Bones a bit. Seeing her miss her daughter and even cry a little bit at the end of this episode helped show the audience that Bones is a really good mom. Best part, Bones and Booth with Christine at the beginning and end of the episode. Worst part, that nasty dead sneeze. That is, there was a lot of nasty in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think sneeze takes the cake, but spatula time was also gross. Yeah. And stuck under the truck. (laughs) That person who doesn't like, like, the plot around babies (laughs) is going to have a bad time. Yeah, what are you talking about? Sorry. They all have kids now. It's going to be a part of the show. Mm Oh, man. They are not going to be happy. Okay, so for the playlist this week, the song that was in the episode is called Amora Mia by Library, which I think is a hilarious band name. Library? So good. (laughs) (laughs) I love when bands just pick, like, a noun. And you're just like, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Like, oh, think shit. about, like, Eagles. Like, it's not the Eagles, by the way. The band is just called Eagles. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, they just were, yeah, we're Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Same same with uh, the Pixies. They're just Pixies. Bleachers. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> I, I love just of, a noun. <laughs> speaking of library, um, I mean, I saw the TikTok. It, the, the, the actual content of it was funny it generally it was it was doing a little like gen z bashing which i thought was like a little like eh, you don't we don't but it was basically mm-hmm. saying that like oh gen z kids think that they're inventing things for the first time that it's like no you didn't you didn't discover this like we we all know about this um and she was like a teacher and she said that one of her students was like uh like high school students was like what i really like to read and like what if there was this like place where you could like when you buy books, like you could like bring your book there and then like other people couldn't like take your book and then after you're done reading it and then you can like go pick up, pick up other people's books that they bought and then you can, you can share that and you all just like share your books and you, you mm-hmm. have like a membership or something like that. And they're like, you mean like a, a, a library? The concept of a library? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and she's like, keep in mind, we're in a school. There's a school library. Yep. 50 feet away. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Like, you, you're like, 
She's not come only up with the book rental for... system. It's different than the library. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There was some some something similar to that happened with where somebody like, yeah, a youth like created cable TV. <laughs> yeah. Like they came up with the concept of cable TV and they're like, that exists already. Um <laughs> hilarious <laughs> another, another comment was like oh yeah my like my like 12 year old just discovered this new band called weezer uh, <laughs> hope, hope they're gonna make it <laughs> yeah it is i feel like so much music these days is covers or like samples so it's interesting mm-hmm. to see like oh this this beat is really cool or these lyrics are really cool and it's like oh well would you like to hear the original song it came from because <laughs> i could yeah. tell you and granted, like, uh, like for us, like you know, we we grew up in that time too. Like, definitely, we, we definitely have had our fair share of things of being like, "Oh my god, I did not know that there was actually an original version of this song. I did not know this was a cover." Yeah, and we just um, don't remember it because we were a huge one uh, of Bones' fame is "Running Up That Hill" by Placebo. <laughs> oh yeah, I knew the Placebo version. A thousand percent, I knew the Placebo version before I knew the Kate Bush version, which is yeah. crazy. And just like Michelle, like <laughs> I, I didn't get to just believe that fact and not get to have it like my parade rained on. Like no, someone old, someone you. older, someone older got the privilege by being older of being able to <laughs> tell, talk down to me about it. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember I, there, and I had to deal with that. I remember there was this one time where I had like a mixed CD that I had made, and it was the song "Sister Golden Hair Surprise" by America. And the beginning of that song is the was sampled for oh god what's her name that's like back on the road again dun, 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 dun. is that Mariah Carey yeah. uh, no Janet Jackson it's a, it's, it's a Janet Jackson song like her like most famous like number one hit I feel like um, whatever but I, I was playing that song and I was driving girls home from lacrosse practice. And they were like, oh, is this that Janet Jackson song? I was like, no, this song's from the 60s. This is America. <laughs> and I was like, enjoy the like, like a, a harmonizing men. I'm like, this is not Janet Jackson. <laughs> oh, man. Everyone look up, look up some fun samples. Send us like your favorite sample song. I, I love finding where it's like, oh, this was a sample from like this. Or there's like even like teeny tiny pieces of stuff. Um like in the song Lemonade, or not Lemonade, Lemon by N.E.R.D., but then featuring uh, Rihanna, the voice in that is former senator of, like, Pennsylvania, like, Pat Toomey or something like that. <laughs> that's what that voice that's, like, talking on a loop is, like, a former, no, it's not Pat Toomey, it's somebody, but it's, like, the, a former senator of Pennsylvania. That was, like, the sample they used. Really random. So what's <laughs> everyone's favorite sample? Send it to us. <laughs> The most recent example of this, and I swear this will be the last thing before I actually just do the song. Yeah, <laughs> is uh, the when uh, we found out that uh, the um, like that um, like most iconic like start of like a hip hop song, the boom 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 boom, da 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 da. It's yeah. The, uh, that 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 was like yes. uh, the dude from NCIS yes. in the sixties. Warren uh, G. <laughs> well, no, it's the like Warren G. song, I think, or Snoop. It's like a Snoop Dogg song, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, but it's, yeah, it was Do- David yeah, McCallum. Dr- Dr- yeah, David McCallum in the sixties when he made his like jazz album, 
that was like apparently actually pretty good as far as that music <laughs> right. goes but that's what that is sampled up of yeah. Fucking and meanwhile ducky it's had, just ducky ducky had swag <laughs> amazing I'll, well yeah. yeah i'll find it it's definitely on tiktok somewhere i'll send it to you taryn yeah um anyway the song that we're going to choose to put in the episode that wasn't uh is a song by a drive-by truckers called uh gravity's gone it's not bluegrass it's country but <laughs> i feel like finn abernathy would like it regardless and maybe he can take michelle to a concert of theirs at one point <laughs> i love it i will say it was like very jarring to go into that scene because i forgot about that they were going to a bluegrass date and then it was just like bing, 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 bing. i was like what's happening i was like oh right <laughs> Okay. Like, oh yeah, we're going on a bluegrass date, which seems like they left early from because music was still playing. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Um, reviews. This episode is fun. I agree with the other two reviewers where they're like, this was pretty solid after like the big drama of last week of like, oh, here bore birth in the manger, like the whole craziness of last week. Um I'm, yeah, it's still, you know, extreme couponing was definitely super topical at the at that time. And something I think like our generation remembers is like something like weird in the cultural zeitgeist to, you know, base a story around. Um, I do like, though, I think the, the the whole Cam, Michelle, Finn thing is kind of like weird. I do like that we keep reminding everyone that like Mich- that Michelle and Cam are a family. Like it's nice to keep kind of going back to that um, uh, well of like, hey, remember she also has a kid and like this is a part of Cam's life and part of Cam's personal life. So I like that we continue with that continuity um, and because everyone has to date each other, it's, you know, it's very bones to have them date each other because um, everyone can only know 12 people in the entire show. Um, and yeah, I love all the parts with every single thing that happens from here on out of Bones and Booth being like a happy parents together is just going to bring me so much joy um i like how they you know are finding their way as parents um especially bones and yeah that last scene is so cute when she just is you you get to be irrational about your children that is every parent's right to be irrational about how they feel about their kids so somebody who places being rational at like the tippy top of their priority list, letting that go a little bit because um, she's grown as a person and, you know, her life is changing as a partner and mother. Um, It's very cute and I love it. 10 out of 10. Yeah, I think this is a good episode. I think the, you know, the extreme couponing is like always fun. I feel like it always plays for laughs. Um, I think this episode is a little bit like, light on the case it's a little bit just kind of like oh there's like a cheating husband and like a guy with a truck <laughs> and then it's like oh it's the manager of the store <laughs> it's just not <laughs> like there's not we don't have our usual full array of suspects um which i guess is because we need the b plot and like the c plot of bones going back to work and michelle um and finn i don't hate finn but like he is annoying but like the cutesy <laughs> sayings are annoying um so he's like down there with daisy although daisy's like risen in my estimation in the past few seasons but he's like early season daisy um 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine. I think it's like a little triggering. <laughs> I like this episode better uh, before I became a mom and had to deal with like childcare and not being able to be with my kid all the time. So oh, I bet. Um, I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. But like it's a me problem. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with this. a seven out of 10. That's a good, good rating. Yeah. Um, I thought this one was I thought this one was nice and fun. I I liked that it was a goofy, lighthearted episode about extreme couponing. I did not see that coming at all. I thought it was ridiculous. I think all the deal the deal deal diva and her coops was uh was pretty funny. Um I thought that like you know, a little like, you know, B plot of bones and booth and dealing with, you know, daycare for the first time is like a fine, cute little thing. Again, it's a little triggering for me too, but like it's but it's like I, I, you know. I I I thought that was fine. I just yeah, I completely agree. Like Finn's just kind of fucking annoying. <laughs> and I think my I think my problem is the sayings because they're not real sayings. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just if, the cutesy language. And so it's just yeah, it's like early Daisy. I think that yeah, or and like so, early um Aristotle. Yeah. It's and like, so they don't need to be so affected. Right. So he, yeah, it, it, I actually thought the case, like, the, I mean, yeah, like the case wasn't that exciting or anything like that, but I thought it had like a really nice vibe going the whole episode, you know? Um, and then, yeah, it was just like a little weird with the whole like Michelle and the daughter dating and ugh, like, just take that out. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say this one, like the vibes were a seven, <laughs> but, but I didn't like that, that part of the storyline. So I'll, I'll maybe knock it down to like a five. It, it was fine. Yeah. I wonder, I think part of it, you know, the fin of it all is that in both episodes, it's been like very like about him and like his personal life or like we haven't seen him be like an intern yet as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd like to like, how about like him and, you know, him and Hodgins doing experiments and kind of like, you know, like, like I think that works well with them when he's, they're jawing back and forth and calling each other like Opie and Thurston, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, that's all fine. Why? How about just like more of that? Yeah. I mean, we definitely got more of it his first time around, but like, yeah, a lot of the conversation about was like, yeah, him being them, them worrying about his, uh, his mysterious record past. and then, yeah. yeah, like all that stuff. And then this one, it was like about him dating Michelle. So uh, yeah, I feel like we haven't had just like the run of the mill. Like if you think about Wendell, think about how many like run of the mill episodes we've had where he <laughs> just, like, had is, a run of the mill. Like he's just the intern of the week. You know what I mean? Like he's there to help. He's like not actually really a part of the plot. Now, mind you, of course, we had a lot of plot with him when he dated Angela. Like no one, no one escapes dating somebody in the region (laughs) (laughs) so like i mean obviously daisy wendell now we have finn like no one no one gets gets away with it um but yeah i think i'm excited for finn to just like be an intern um because i think yeah maybe that'll be a little bit more palatable it's more fun when they're just like there to help sometimes sometimes not all the time we do love all the personal stuff let's be real yeah okay so next week's episode and i'm so sorry because this is going to give you no help whatsoever to guess uh it's called the don't in the do (laughs) stop it (laughs) 
There is no, not, there's nothing. There's nothing in that title that helps. <laughs> All right. Do either means like hairdo or it means doo-doo. <laughs> and I feel like finding a body in a decomposing in a pile of manure is like plausible by mm-hmm. bone standards. Um, whereas like hair, I don't know how that would work. The don't, I I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's like a protest on a farm or something like that about like land right issues or something like that and and this is like the person opposed to the mm. to like a like big corporate farm coming in or something like that uh and they they find their body in a pile of manure do you think it's a little that boring it could be like the chicken one where their face is the same shape as an animal <laughs> no i don't think that i don't think that years of being around chickens have has shaped my face into chicken chicken face and yet I can still maintain a relationship with a relatively attractive woman. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember correctly. Yeah. The wife was still there. Mm-hmm. Do you have any um, intern guesses for next week? Oh, I've been on the, uh, I've been on the Clark Edison train for a while, but I don't know. I think Daisy. Okay. Daisy All next right. week. I mean, it is alliterative. Daisy don't do maybe they don't like do the symmetry daisy. don't do daisy <laughs> message to sweets <laughs> too late i love it perfect so we will see next week what happens in the very vague don't in the do um but we just finished season seven episode eight the bump in the road thank you guys so much for listening we really appreciate it um join our patreon we have fun stuff going on over there again let us know if there's anything you want to see over on the patreon um open to to suggestions to make that more interesting or if you want to see something happen over there special shout out to philip thank you so much for being a patron we appreciate you uh or if you want to listen to a 20 minute longer episode (laughs) i think (laughs) that last week's episode the patron one was two hours and 24 minutes and the non-patron one was like an hour 40 (laughs) yikes yikes so much nonsense nonsense if yeah if you're if you like the parts where we are just chit-chatting about nothing go ahead and check out the patreon because that's uh a lot of what's in there <laughs> uh but yeah thank you uh guys join that rate review and subscribe um if you can go ahead and leave comments on imdb and maybe andrew will read them out um the bones booth at gmail.com is our email at the bones booth on twitter uh listen to the playlist i think those are all the things those are the annoying announcements thank you guys so much we will see you again next week